0: Welcome to the Alternative GCSE podcast. I'm your host Emma and I've been working in education now for over 12 years in various different roles. This podcast tackles some of the wider issues in education and hopefully will spark some more conversations to drive change so that every single child and teenager can be fully supported to grow into well-rounded, happy and successful adults. So let's get started. Hello and welcome to today's episode. So, last week we were looking all about universities and I was giving you some information. And this week uh, we're going to talk about the advantages and disadvantages about apprenticeships. Now, for a long time, apprenticeships have been seen as a lower form of post education with less career prospects and outcomes and lower wages than an academic professional degree. But the tides are changing in that respect. In a recent article published by The Times in September 2022, it stated that the percentage of British school leavers going to university had actually fallen for the first time in a decade, according to official statistics. What this means is that just 37.6% of 18-year-olds actually started degrees at UK universities this autumn just gone or they have deferred a place to start next year compared with 38.4% last year according to data from the University and College Admission Service or UCAS. It's the first drop since 2012 and it's the year when annual tuition fees Um, of £9,000 were introduced. So that was the first time it dropped back in 2012. And this is the next year. Since then, that has dropped. Um, There's many reasons for that, but many people do believe that because of the pandemic, more young people want to go and travel. They're seeing that university is actually very, very very expensive and then trying to weigh up the positives of university and going to university because many lectures are online. You don't even actually go and attend lectures anymore. And the amount of lectures that you do as an undergraduate could be between 8 to 15 Hours, So many people are wondering if it is worth all of this cost and upheaval to go to university. So apprenticeships are starting to blossom with the increasing fees of university and the huge number of graduates coming out of university. Businesses are having to make really tough calls about who they employ. Sometimes the graduate with the first, which is like the top degree you can get, may not actually be the most employable because they are an academic and not necessarily skilled at working within a team or have good managerial experience. And this is when a business will lean in to finding someone with the skills and attributes of being more interpersonal interpersonal qualities tend to be those that mean a person can diffuse situations they have grit and determination and they're excellent at problem solving and thinking on their feet and can make quick decisions when placed at the helm of a business and completing a degree doesn't necessarily indicate that a person will be a good leader or have decent charisma and chance to work in a team Uh, but what it does provide the employee with is that the graduate. Or the graduates, sorry, can complete tasks to a deadline. And obviously, they have a degree. Now, um, a good friend of mine used to recruit hundreds and hundreds of people into the computer business and into technology. And one of the main criticisms that he found from hiring graduates was that they were very smart people, but they lacked the basic skills of how to write an email and how to offer a presentation to new clients. And actually, the whole company had to create this six-month plan of how to train up graduates to work within a company. And that seems really crazy. But a lot of businesses have had to do that because people just don't have the skills required to work within a workplace. And unfortunately, graduates come out of university not Sometimes being able to actually be employed because there are just so many graduates competing for a job. So, unless you have something that stands out, unless you've worked alongside your degree, unless you have some amazing talent or skill, it can be really tough. And you do see a lot of graduates having to do internships, which do not give them very much money at all, if anything, in some cases just so that they can get work experience to actually get a job that pays. So apprenticeships offer a little more in the way of proof for business leaders that the their future employee can get, um, get up and work, be in on time, have the interpersonal skills to work within an organisation. And many people in the UK and many families have their ideas firmly in, uh, cemented in the idea of a traditional academic route for their children But honestly, university really isn't for everyone, and there should be alternatives out there for everyone and to appeal to everyone's strengths. So, I just wanted to share with you a few successful people who have accomplished very well, an awful lot through the route of, of being an apprentice. So, no matter what heights we reach in the business world, we've all got to start somewhere. Um, in celebration of this, I'm just reading from an article from um, a business magazine here, and here are three people that did pretty well from apprenticeships. The first one is Charlie Mullins, and he's the founder of Pimlico Plumbers. He um, is a huge advocate for apprenticeships and no wonder after the success he has gone on to achieve. After leaving school at 15 with absolutely no qualifications, Mullins underwent a four-year apprenticeship under a local plumber before he found the Pimlico Plumbers in 1979. He's since grown the business to become the largest independent plumbing company in London with annual revenues in excess of £50 million but went on to sell it to a US company uh, for £145 million recently. Pretty good. The other guy that you probably all heard of and probably made you laugh at some point is Gordon Ramsay. He is worth an estimated £63 million, probably gone up since then. And he's one of the UK's most well-known and successful celebrity chefs. He started as an apprentice and went under the watchful of Marco Pierre White, the restaurateur and food critic, um, has gone on to own a whopping 40 restaurants. And between them, they have 22 Michelin stars, which is amazing. If you've never eaten at a Michelin star restaurant, hopefully one day you will, and you will understand why that is so incredible. However, Ramsey is not the only celebrity chef who started as Apprentice. Um, there are others, such as Jamie Oliver, I'm sure you've heard of him, Ainsley Harriet and Claire Smith, the three others who did an apprenticeship in their youth. Another quite interesting lady who was an apprentice is Stella McCartney. She was or is the daughter, obviously, of uh, the very successful Paul McCartney, who was in the Beatles. Those of you that don't know, pretty big band back in the day. Um, But she was she wanted to go and kind of make her own way. She didn't want her dad to pay. So the fashion designer Stella McCartney is now worth 75 million pounds. Her brand is sold in more than 77 locations, but she got her first start in the industry doing an internship uh, with Christian Lacroix, uh, which led to the completion of an art foundation course at college and a fashion design degree at Central Ma- St. Martins. And during her study, McCartney did an apprenticeship under the Savile Row tailor Edward Sexton. Now, All those people have gone into to do incredible things and I just wanted to kind of share their stories with you because apprenticeships do get a bad name and actually they shouldn't because there are so many people that have done so much from an apprenticeship. Now an apprenticeship does hold the golden ticket of a salary. So this means that either at the age of 16 when you finish your GCSEs or 18 after you finish your A-levels, you will begin earning straight away. And you won't be in debt. Many graduates, the people that go to university, end up paying their student debts way into their 30s and 40s. And it can be also, can, that debt can also be taken off the value of their mortgage, should they wish to own a house in the future. So it is a massive financial burden for many people to carry. And whilst we're not as bad as some countries, for example, in the USA, their tuition fees can be an eye-watering $250,000 the amount we pay is still quite large. Apprenticeships, however, offer relief off of this financial burden by actually paying their workers. Not only does this mean financial independence, but it also means that as an apprentice, you are not starting your adult life with a lot of debt, unless you rack up a credit card. But we'll come into that on another episode. Um, The types of jobs now which offer apprenticeships include engineering, and that could be engineering cars, planes. It could also be, um, there's apprenticeships in with the military Ministry of Defence. There are apprenticeships in social care, in the catering and tourism sector, in finance, accounting, where you can also do a degree alongside, but your business covers these fees. There are apprenticeships with most large companies like BA, Amazon, Red Bull, to name a few, because our government... Does actually subsidise these apprenticeships, which means it's a win win for employees because they get a bit of a tax relief whenever they take on an apprentice and they also get new staff that can be trained as the company wishes. So it's in the benefit of the company to take on apprenticeships. So they kind of look after you. You will, however, be going against the grain if you do an apprenticeship of a lot of your friends at school because many of them will go to university whilst you potentially will stay at home and work a regular nine to five job straight away. But with everything you do, you have to make sacrifices to get the bigger reward at the end. And whilst your friends may be out partying till really late and just rocking up to eight hours of lectures, you will be earning and networking and talking and being in a business straight away. So it kind of just depends what you want to do. It may also feel alien to many of you to even be considering an apprenticeship or going into a job at such an early age. Some apprentice jobs begin at the age of 16, but this type of working system is carried out by a lot of people all around the world. At the age of 14, Scandinavian countries get their pupils to choose between either an academic route or kind of an apprenticeship route. So this is how it works in Finland. In the upper secondary education in Finland, after basic education, the child can choose to continue to upper secondary education, but it's not compulsory. Only 90% of students start upper upper secondary studies, which is basically academic and do GCSEs, whereas 10% choose to do that at a later time. Upper secondary school in Finland is split into two main paths. You have your general and your vocational, and both take about three years. General education takes the form of coursework, but students have a lot of freedom to decide their study schedules. At the end of general, students take the national uh, matrilateral matriculation exam uh, which is Finland's only standardized test they literally don't do any exams apart from one I'm telling you it's quite an intense exam because I've looked at a paper and they're big long essays that combine history politics philosophy but it's pretty cool exam as far as exams go anyway. Um, Their scores for that test are usually part of their college, whereas vocational education is more job-focused and incorporates apprenticeships as well as school learning. About 40% of students start vocational education after their basic education. And this path ends with competence-based qualifications after the student completes an individual study plan, which is based around them as a person. It's such a great system. It's worth noting that students aren't locked into these paths as part of Finland's devotion to education and decision-making the two are permeable so students can discover new interests or create a path that threads between the two. Obviously we don't live in Finland (laughs) if you're listening to this um, you may be listening all around the world but where I am right now is in England and we don't have that option so if you are thinking about an apprenticeship my advice to you is this Look at, again, what you love to do, which is what I said for the university courses from last week. But make sure it's something that you are passionate about, you love, and then go find a company um, and see if they offer apprenticeships. It may be that they require you to have certain GCSEs or A-levels. They'll still be the entry requirements, as we discussed last week. But it will give you a starting point. And try not to limit yourself and go for companies that you know and trust and see if there's anyone in your network, your parents, friends, your uncle, your brother from next door or your neighbor, whoever, that's done an apprenticeship and see what their experience was. It isn't for everyone. I can let you know that, but I can think of quite a lot of you who would love to just get out and work and earn as soon as you can. And if you don't like it, you can always change your apprenticeship later or even go back and start university at a later date. I actually know somebody who's going through this at the moment. I helped her with her GCSE in maths um, two years ago, and now she's in year 13. And she did exceptionally well in her GCSE. She got between grade sevens to nine. Um, and she's really, really gifted in maths. Now, she has opted not to go to university despite having such good grades. And she's actually going on to become an accountant and work within quite a big business in London. And she sought out the entry requirements, she's looked at the person specification, what kind of person they're looking for, and she's basically doing it. And um, she's really excited. Now, her school is a bit reluctant about this. They're not very supportive, and that's quite a shame because she will be starting on £18,000 a year, which is fabulous, and the company is so big that she could work her way up, and she probably will, knowing her. Um, So it's just a thought that you don't have to have low grades. You don't have to have high grades, but this is a feasible and reasonable and great option other than university. So that's it for today. Next week, I will be looking at the importance of reading, but I do love to hear your comments. Please like and subscribe. And until next time, I will hear from you then.